Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> what does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, Mind Your Manners, etiquette expert Elaine Swan gives us tips on tipping, how to be civil online, and answers this dinner party puzzler. Should you apologize for farting or just blame it on your dog? Even if you don't have a dog. And dentist and orthodontist Dr. Clarice Law talks teeth. How bad is sugar for your dental health? That bad? Really? Craft services, we have a problem. I'm Adam Felber. Think of me as this show's orthodontic retainer, trying to keep things in line. And now, please welcome the woman whose wisdom teeth were pulled a long time ago, Paula Poundstone. Thank you so much. <laughs> welcome, Paula. Boy, I, I th- I, the house band tonight yes. is spectacular. Big thank you to tonight's house band composer and pianist, Sarah Gibson on the toy piano. And that sounds great, Sarah. Yeah, I, I win big points. Yes. Because it was my idea to have a toy piano player. All right. And, and, and uh, what else? It's, it's fantastic. The, are you saying that people didn't believe you? I only wish that um, that the uh, listeners could see Sarah. She's seated at this toy piano. A toy grand piano with an open uh, casket. And I don't think that's the right term, but uh, <laughs> I am no piano player, but I don't think that's the right term. But she's, uh, she looks like Schroeder. Yeah, uh, she's sitting on the, the floor. She's, she's sitting, sitting on the, on the floor, floor. And rather than on legs, her toy piano is on a, on, a, on its own cardboard box. Yeah, it's it's adorable. Sarah, do you... Um, I haven't seen anything like this since Christmas morning, 1965. <laughs> Sarah, do you compose your songs specifically for the toy piano? Sometimes I do. Sometimes yes. she does. <laughs> wow, that's so you're a toy piano composer I as am. well. <laughs> I didn't realize. Now, do you mass produce that sheet music? Uh, I, to as many people that will buy it. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, it's I mean, the same how sheet many... music as piano sheet music would be. Oh, it is? Yeah, because it's a piano. It's laid uh, out like a piano. It's just, what is it? Uh, I'm going to say four octaves, maybe? Uh, yeah, it's, it's three octaves. It's three so octaves. Yeah. Yeah. Most, and this is a long time wish of yours. You've been arguing for the toy piano, and yes. I 
have to confess, full disclosure, I was arguing against it, and I think Sarah has already proven me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll tell you something. Almost nothing brings me as much joy as being correct. It happens so infrequently. Yeah. Well, can, can we get a fanfare for the correct woman, Sarah? Yeah. Oh, see, and she's, she gave you a little bit of Schroeder. She actually gave you Vince Guaraldi's Charlie Brown theme, Linus and Lucy. You didn't uh, recognize that, did you? Was I right, Sarah? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's And impressive. so I fulfilled one of my lifelong ambitions of yeah. being correct as often as possible. Yeah. I yeah. just heard notes. Uh, no, that was... That was oh, play I it again, Sarah. Play it again. Them. Play it again. Listen to yeah. this. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. From, Plus, ha- from Harry Potter. I, moving yeah. on a little bit, Paula. Uh, we, are, we are also fulfilling a longtime wish of producer Bonnie Burns. Our first phone interview to date. It's all of make our, a wish night. It's make a wish night, and and Bonnie, you, you've been so courageous through all this. Um, to date, all of our guests have been right here in the Ray Horseman Studio on beautiful Miranda Street in North Hollywood. But now, through the miracle of modern technology, we're placing our first telephone call, and there's a reason. Longtime r- listeners are going to remember um, that we're calling Hungary because Professor Joseph Horvath is teaching a course in English as a foreign language over there, and our show is part of the syllabus. So we're going to call him and see how things are going there, uh, learning about English through Paula Poundstone. Audio this, engineer This Ray- is really a proud moment. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. This is, must be how Mrs. Thesaurus felt when what, the first when she, one was published. When she finally got her recognition. Yeah. I don't think there was a Mrs. Thesaurus. Of course there was. I think she probably had several names, but that wasn't one. Yeah. Um, audio engineer Ray Horseman, can you connect us to Hungary? Sarah Gibson, do you have any Hungarian music on hand while we connect? <laughs> <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Oh, thank you, Sarah Gibson. And hello, Professor Horvath. Hello, Alan. This is Joe from Hungary, or Joseph. Hi. Joseph. Joe, welcome. Oh, this is this is just great. Um, how are things over in Hungary? What time is it there? Oh, it's uh, 4.15 in the morning. Wow, so you really over, are a fan. My day has already started, and I'm just uh, so excited about this conversation. Oh, we are too. Thank Hi, you. Adam. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, that's Paula. Hi, Paula. Yeah, nice to, n- nice to talk with you. Um, so explain to me how we came to be a part of your uh, syllabus. Uh, well, I'm your fan. I have been for like I think ever since I, since I first listened to your comments in uh, Wait Wait Don't Tell Me Like maybe ten years ago or eight something uh, like that. And then I started searching for your videos on YouTube, your comedy uh, and stand up comedy shows. Well, and thank then, you very uh, much. Your previous podcast, the live from the Paula Poundstone Institute, I think it was called. Yeah, live from last Poundstone year. Institute, absolutely. And now this one. So uh, I like the, and I've read your, some of your books as well. well. Well, thank you very much. I'm very flattered. All right, and so let me point out, can, can I just ahead, point out that, that this podcast is different from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and from the Poundstone Institute in that Paula's language. I know, yes. Paula's language is a little bit on, more on the raw side. How are your students feeling about our liberal <laughs> use of the word fuck? Okay, actually, we listened to that word a few times uh, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. When, uh, so what did you have to do? 11. Did you play it for them once and then back the tape up and play it again? <laughs> Do you think I did not? <laughs> <laughs> I actually warned the students that the next couple of minutes will have that word. If everyone felt uncomfortable, that could leave the classroom. And there so you no one go. Did. And how many people ran for the door? 
No one did. There so, you go. So, hey. Joe, tell me one thing. Are we really good role models for polite conversation? Um, I think you are really good role models for real conversation. Oh, there you and, go. Of uh, course, this course is about that. Listening to each other and telling each other about interesting things. Like, I like the rapport between Adam and, uh, and Paula a lot. Oh. I, I guess that's unscripted. Mostly. It's mostly just me trying yeah. to get a word in. Okay. Is it, oh, is it unscripted? Is that what you? Yeah, oh. what, yeah, yeah. No, there's a script. I, I often don't know what page we're on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've yeah, written down part, some sort of touchstones. Of yeah. yeah. Let me ask you something. It, how does comedy translate into Hungarian? You, you don't mean linguistically, you mean culturally. Yes. Uh, well, I. It translates to my Hungarian. There you go. <laughs> Are your I, students laughing? Is what Paula wants to know. Uh, it hasn't been a lot of times that we listen to you yet because you know I don't know whether you've seen the program. I'm planning to use a lot more Paula Poundstone as we progress into yes. the course. So we've listened to a few bits, uh-huh. and uh, there is certainly laughter. Yes. Okay. Is there uh, anything? We, is there anything sorry? we could say? Do you have any tips? for what we could say that would be especially funny to your students? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, here's something. Okay. Uh, I, encourage, I encourage being late. I tell students, uh, you don't have to arrive on time in class because when someone is late, they, uh, they have interesting stories to tell. And that's an interesting, spontaneous activity. Oh. And uh, I've noticed that some of my students actually refrain from being late because they don't want to tell their stories. But some actually like this activity and i think being late or maybe talking about what we do or maybe your special ikea advice about being late would be interesting um you know in fact we had a guest one time thomas coin who not only was late he simply never showed up or he may be very you mean late thomas coin <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Thomas Coyne, exactly. And he he's a survivalist. And apparently he was going to come and tell us about how to survive a bear attack, which I understand are very common in Hungary. But um, he couldn't make it through the streets well, of Hollywood. Well, yes, actually, that's true. That's true. It's been it's been uh, it's been uh, more common recently. Yes. OK, so how about Mr. Coyne? Has he been recovered, found? No. Not to the best of our knowledge. We, or he's very late. Oh, okay, Adam's suggesting that he's possibly dead, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if he's the late Thomas Coyne or the late Thomas Coyne. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, I'm assuming that he's still alive, but um, uh, uh, can you do me a favor and maybe uh, look in Hungary for yeah. him? We, we've had listeners looking everywhere, but nobody's looked in Hungary yet. So if you could look around a little bit for us, we'd appreciate it. Okay, this might well be the place. That's why you still find him in, in Hollywood or in, in California. Yeah. Yeah. No one, right. no one would hide in okay, California. Well, Dr. Joseph Horvath, Joseph Horvath, Joe, thank you so much for coming on our show. And, and please continue to represent for us in Hungary, would you? My pleasure, Adam and Paula. Thanks for calling and enjoy the show. Thank, <laughs> thank you so we much. I love that toy piano. Yes, I do too now. And uh, speaking of music, we have, Paula, two new entries in our theme song contest. For those of you who are new to the show, we've been running this really intense theme song contest. Our show still doesn't have a theme song. And um, these entries have been getting so good that we might just get around to setting the rules of this contest sometime soon. We don't, we don't have a theme song yet because we've had such a flood, such an avalanche. 
avalanche of entries. We haven't even been able to listen to them yeah, all yet. Yeah, we're still sorting through them, but here's one. Um, Casey Bozell of Portland, Oregon, sent in this fun tune. And uh, please, keep listening at the end. When you're hard up for advice, it can be trying at times. You need a comic to help you navigate life's landmines. Wisdom here on demand, so you don't feel so alone. If only there was someone you listened to, but nobody listens to Paul the Poundstone. Except maybe Adam Filber. <laughs> Starting, starting to get it. There's a theme here of adding me as an afterthought. Yeah. It's not particularly flattering, but it, it, it is the theme. No, no, she's suggesting that you listen to me. That's, well, that's a good that, thing. That's, that's very nice. It would be nicer to be part of the song itself. Yeah. Rather than as a tag, but you yeah. know, whatever, small steps. No, you got, you got, you were featured. <laughs> In a way, I was. You were right. featured. And artist. here's uh, Sue Savage from Blaine, Minnesota. And Wait she a minute. Broke... Didn't Bono send in one? Yes. Yeah. He, he failed to mention me, so I destroyed the tape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's, who's Sue Savage? Sue Is Savage, that she's from said? Blaine, Minnesota, and she broke new ground with a spoken word theme song. Ooh. A hazy dimension on Miranda Street. One curious woman, she asks my questions. Hello. Can her conversation be heard? Mattresses, soaking up words, and rain, and urine, probably, <laughs> evaporating guests, confirmation illusion, or ghost. Friend, agent, house band, cats, do they listen? Witnesses, hearing the voice, dreaming. Clever, informative, genius. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life, right now I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and so comfortable that honestly, like right as I got them up to my waist, I I, I think my eyes closed. They're so, it's a softness. It's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. When sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. 
That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux, and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. This is brilliant. Wow. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. I, I have just, to say, and I'm going to say two things. Yeah. One, I love it. Yeah. One, if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't see that as being our weekly theme song. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I do think it could be an excellent wall hanging or nobody listens to Paula Poundstone bed sheets. Oh, it yeah. Could, we could have that, on, the that be- like on, on a pillow. Yeah. Okay. Sue you know, Savage, I, thank you so much for that. Sue Savage, that was brilliant. I want to point out that we have no rain. Uh, where we live. Right. Uh, but when I, when but we walk we down do Miranda Street, something falls on you. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. that Whatever. was. Don't know, you know what that is yet. Robert Frost had submitted uh, whose woods, no, whose mattresses are these? I think I know. <laughs> uh, the boys down in the lab might have some answers on that one sometime soon. Um, so, yeah, keep your uh, keep your theme songs coming, everybody. We're loving them. Uh, we, we've yet to have uh, any real traditional R&B, I think. No, we don't yeah. have. Yeah, we yeah. don't have no that. rap yet. You know, I'm kind of surprised that neither Stevie Wonder nor um, Randy Newman have have. Uh, uh, well, I guess they're working on them. Yeah, they, they, they are, them. or they have, and uh, they failed to mention me. Uh, just so everybody knows, I'm a gatekeeper here. So uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, you got to yeah, mention. I'm uh, one who checks the checks the boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do the whole thing about Paul Poundstone, and then at the very end, just go Adam Felber. Yeah, and, yeah, and, uh, you and you're in. All this started because we listened to a theme a couple of weeks ago that adds at the very end and Adam's on every show. <laughs> it, was, it was like five minutes of laudatory Poundstone awesomeness. And then there's the mention that, and also every show's got Adam Felber on it. Yeah. 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 That could also be on the bed sheets. <laughs> that would be awesome. On the linens. Yes, on the linens. All right. Now, Paula, it's time for our first guest. Now, you do a tremendous amount of traveling. Tremendous amount of traveling. And I know you wrestle with a question at every hotel. The question is, how much should you tip and how should you tip? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Well, particularly the, ba- the you know, the, what do they call it? Bellman. The, the bellman. bellman. Yeah. You know, you get out of the car. Who has no bells. And the bellman. No, there's no, I never know why they're called a bellman. Oh, because I think they used to ring for them. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't ring for them anymore. No, they they, don't. they hover right near your car the second you get out. Right. I, you know, first of all, let me just say, I, I want everyone to be paid. Uh, what you know? You're for, a tremendously good tipper. Well, I am a good tipper, actually. I, I want people to be paid for their work. That's very important to me. On the other hand, I loathe 
tipping because right. I feel so awkward in you know hand, and and with with a bellman um, like there's this hotel we stay at in Chicago where um, there's a guy that comes over to the car when you get another car right and, and then I tip him and then he hands the bags to another guy and then he hands the bags to another guy they sort of relay the bags and, and I get off the subway and walk in without any, letting anybody touch my bag so yeah, but you also carry like a you know a, a well, Cub yeah. Scouts day pack right because because I'm only there for the day, whereas you're there for the day, and you bring four bags, and they all weigh 50 pounds. Well, they don't... Uh, I have a lot of stuff. <laughs> it is true. I have one suitcase that's full of almost nothing, right. but the um, T-shirts that I sell, which are a, a remarkably soft tri-polyblend tri -poly with a, a, a self-portrait on the left By the way, don't Google tri-polyblend out there because you won't find it. No, it, they're a remarkably soft tri-polyblend. No, with a, not. Yeah, they are. With a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back, and I have a suitcase pretty much full of those. Well, you should bring that up on our podcast. Sometimes those go like those those go like hotcakes. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to you got to travel with those. There's no way to send those ahead. Okay. Now the issue of tipping is one yeah. of the many etiquette question etiquette questions that our next guest has written and lectured about. Elaine Swan is the founder of the Swan School of Etiquette and author of Let Crazy Be Crazy, Then Politely Get What You Want, Get Your Point Across, and Gently Put Rude People in Their Place. Please welcome Elaine. Swan! Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> we caught Sarah Gibson napping. All right, thank you, houseman Sarah Gibson. Uh, Elaine, welcome, part of welcome it was to that the show. Elaine's book title was so engrossing and yeah. long. It has actually been turned into a book in its own right. You want to get your point across and gently put rude people in their play. I thought I had long titles. That yeah. is a long... That's but a there's nice a lot title. of that's the subtitle, right? Yeah, there it's it is right there. Yes, let the crazy subtitle. be crazy. Yeah. We and love then, it. Elaine, welcome. Thank you. Glad let's start to be with, here. Let's start with the... What's the proper etiquette for tipping at a hotel? So what the you... proper etiquette for tipping... Paula, you are officially off the hook. Oh, good. You do not have to tip every person along the way. That's, you don't? No, you How do not. How do you choose which one no, you tip? So the guy that opens your door and lets you in, say thank you. Yeah. And go right on inside. Oh. And the folks, the person who brings your bags to your room for you, that is the individual that you can tip. But oh you do not have gosh. to tip folks all the way along okay, the way. Well, you do not. It, would it be considered rude then, Elaine, for me to go back to many of the hotels I've stayed at? And ask for and your ask money the back? First guy? Yeah. <laughs> that would be rude, I think. But yeah, would yeah. that be rude? I think once you've given the money, you that, give the money. That would be a bit rude. Yeah. Okay. So no, don't do that. But yeah, you don't have to. Just the person who, who helps you with your bags physically brings them to your room for you, right. you can tip that individual. Oh, and how yes. much did you tip that individual? And so anywhere or do you from not deal in amounts? Three, yeah, no, I do deal okay. in amounts. Oh, yeah, because you don't want to over tip. So anywhere from 2 to $3 a bag. And so especially if like your bag with your T-shirts in it, that's a bigger yeah. one. So that yeah. would be a, a little bit more tip there. But anywhere from 2 to $3 a bag. Great. Yeah. And it's as long good. as we're talking about over tipping, how much do you leave for the person who cleans your room? So you leave anywhere from 3 to $5 per day, depending on the hotel that you're staying in. And oh, so, my gosh. Yeah, per day. I I've got to go back to so many hotels. <laughs> <laughs> I leave, how, how much do you leave? I leave 40 a day. 
Oh, you do. You yeah. are too kind. Well, very, you very. Know, you know I what? I appreciate you. Not, Thank you. know, they you. can't live on 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 half used shampoos. Right. I just feel it's such a. I don't know. I, well, that's yeah. very kind. So yeah. then you said that. No, you and have I've said increased it, it over the years. That was one of the things. The housekeeping uh, uh, has gotten a raise from me over the years. <laughs> I mean, I think I start off with ten dollars a night, and then slowly but surely, yeah. I work yeah. my way. They were three, five dollars, ten dollars a night for one of the uh, uh, higher, more higher end hotel is great. Forty a night is. Is exceptional. So you get yeah. a gold etiquette star. Wow, okay. I'm very proud. Thank you right. so much. Now, I, now get... I haven't told you what I do to the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't even begin to cover it, does it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Was, no. 40 bucks is nothing compared to what I do to the room. <laughs> now, I want to get into the topic of honesty because sure. it's a big part of uh, what yes, you do. And yes. Paula, I, um, you have an interesting story you told me as we prepared for this show about your neighbor. Yeah, we, I was just thinking about like where is the boundary between honesty and manners? Because okay, I have a neighbor, lovely person, okay. uh, I, I really genuinely love. But she'll come to my house, and uh, sometimes she'll come by and ask if I want to go for a walk, and she'll say, she'll say, "I'll wait out here. Your house smells too much." Oh, yeah, and I, you know, I don't insist that she come in. My house does smell, to be honest with you. You have a lot of cats. I have fourteen cats in a okay. small house, and in a yeah, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, and they're, they're not, uh, although they're litter box trained, um, they know how to use the litter box, right. but that's not the same to thing. To them it's a guideline. Right, exactly. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know how to eat right, but have yeah. another double stuff Oreo, won't you? Yeah. So, um... So anyways, my question is, should someone be that blunt? No, I think she went a little too far. Yeah. The thing is, and, and I share this all the time, the three core values of using good manners is respect, honesty, and consideration. Respect, honesty, so she got the honesty part, but the consideration thing, she took it a little too far. She wasn't really considered about how you might feel about, about her making that point. So I think she went a little too far, that she's being too honest to where... What should she have done? And, and you know, in have... my book, I say be brutally honest without being brutal. And I uh -huh. think she was just a little too brutal. Well, she didn't punch me. Well, oh. yeah, but her words she were didn't very... She your house smells. <laughs> <laughs> Would you advise that maybe she could have said she's allergic to cats? No, because that's not honest. So you okay, don't so want to lie. Be yeah, lie. Okay. yeah, because then yeah. next thing you know, okay. Paula's walking down the street and she sees her petting a cat and she's, the, yeah, you know, right. oh, so then you dig God. yourself down that's a little windy, yeah. deep hole. So right, you say, exactly. no, I, yeah. I don't want to come in the house. I'll just wait outside. Who cares why she's waiting outside, you know? She just says she wants to wait outside. She might be claustrophobic. Yeah, exactly. I'll just wait outside. That's easy. Easy enough. She yeah. didn't have to say yeah. why. Yeah. You know, I don't know if she was, obviously she was trying to send you some sort of message. That's kind of a passive aggressive sort of thing. Yeah. So she wanted you to know that your house smelled. But you know, like yeah. you just said, I already I know. know. So, Trust me, so I already, exactly. I clean up after cats like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So of, that was a little too work. much. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. yeah. Why do you get your driver to stop talking? How do you get your dress? You tell him. That's honestly, you tell really? him, you know what? I'm going to listen to my music now. I'm going to do a little work now. I'm going to rest my eyes now. I don't feel like talking right now. I just want to kind of take it easy, enjoy the ride. Just tell him. See, too often we think that we, we're so afraid to hurt someone's feelings. Right. We won't want to tell them yeah. what we mean. Just yeah. tell them. It's uh, Etiquette is not being a about being a pushover. It's really about speaking your mind but doing so tactfully. Uh -huh. That's all. So just tell them. Yeah. I don't want to talk right now. Yeah, it's me, Stinky House Poundstone. Yeah. <laughs> I, was just, I was about to call you Stinky House. Damn, you scooped me. Paula, Paula Stinky House Poundstone. Right. Yeah, I still couldn't do it. I think partly because I talk so much usually, not always, but often. And well, that yes, occasionally I, you sleep. Well, I'm, yeah, so I'm very sensitive about uh, even when I feel like being quiet and I don't want to talk, I'm 
I'm very sensitive about saying that to other people for the exact reason you just said. I yeah. just don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, you don't want to hurt their feelings. And when we don't want to hurt their feelings, but sometimes you have to kind of push past that moment because the moment you're able to get it out and say, I don't want to talk now, guess right. what you're going to get in return? Silence. You know, you will they get want that. to. Yeah, yeah you'll get you're that. You're going to get the cold shoulder. Yeah, from yeah, your you driver, probably though. will. But guess right. what? The end justifies the means. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something. Okay, in modern life, so many of us have podcasts. Uh, uh, I think one of the things we need to learn is how to. How to say no when someone asks you to do their podcast? Because you can't walk down oh. the street anymore without somebody saying, right? Yeah. Don't yeah. we get a lot of podcast yeah. invitations? People, people want us to be on their yeah. podcast. Well, you, oh, they I do. Said, well, you and, and, my- and you know what? If you're those people out there who are on podcasts that we love, we're totally going to do them. So we're not okay. asking to not be on yours. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is a, this yeah. is a weird question to be asking right yeah, now. But okay, right. yeah. Yeah. So but, people say, will you expand- do my podcast? And what do you say? Uh, I, I, I say, yeah. I say oh. yes to everything, right? Mm, and then I and then nice. I see them bitter resentment. Well, let's get to say, <laughs> let's get to saying no politely okay. because I, I know that Paula struggles with a couple of of no things. Okay. Well, the other thing is I deal with some people like um, my manager Bonnie, who's sitting to the <laughs> right of just me, over just your a right little shoulder. bit behind me. But Perched I think that like if I don't look at her, then she won't hear what I'm saying right now. Okay. I'll cover your. Um, she mostly um, reads lips. I'll cover her line of sight. Yeah. Uh, she has a tendency to ask me to do something. And when I try to say no to it, what she does is reword it with the same meaning and okay. ask again. Now, for yeah. example, she'll, just for example, she'll say like, oh, um, would you would you want to do the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal, uh, you know, on August, I don't know, 7th? And I say, well, no, because that's during my vacation. And she'll say, well, would you like to do it on the first day of your vacation? <laughs> <laughs> and you'd say no, because yeah. it's my vacation. Yeah, and I, yeah, so, so I'd so have just, to just say yeah, the same just, thing just again. Just keep telling her no. Yeah, yeah. tell her no. Yeah. Bonnie. She, <laughs> yeah, how would you do it? Show us how you would do it. Yeah, Bonnie, no, thank you. No, I want to enjoy my vacation. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So, Bonnie, you got you got to listen just a little bit. Hear her out because she'll be so much better for you when she's primed and, and ready to go instead of feeling like she's forced into it or been tricked into it. Now, I have to say that that particular example is not entirely real because sure. uh, I did, in fact, with open eyes, gladly walk into doing okay. the, the Just, for, uh, Just for Laughs Festival during my vacation. Yeah. Um, it doesn't sound like yeah. that. Yeah. No, no, I did actually. I did. She, you know, right. I so think you just she... have to tell her no. Yeah, and, and be really firm no. with it. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, Paula. You're going to have to be firm with it instead yeah. of, you know, being so nice and accommodating. Just yeah. you, you'll well, be Well, a lot of times it. we talk over the phone, and so I can't use the rolled up newspaper on her snout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have... Am She's I firm? firm? Are you firm? Uh, uh, I think you're pretty firm. Am I? Yeah, you're firm like a mattress. No. <laughs> Oh. Right. Okay. Now, let me, I, I want to tell a little story, get a okay. little etiquette, because it's done something for my own life. Yes, and we've struggled, yes. and it also concerns one of your esteemed predecessors, okay. uh, Miss Manners, Judith Martin. Yes. Judith. Because my wife, Jeannie, was uh, roommates with Judith Martin's daughter, Bina, in college. Really? Yes. And in her freshman year, Jeannie uh, harbored a lot of things in her room, including her sister and a cat. Oh. And uh, in the other room, uh, Bina uh, had a very mismanners friendly room. Okay. It was very well appointed. And one day, Jeannie's cat got free, and it got free while having one of those little poop situations that cats occasionally have that cause them to skate along like they're using a walker on the floor. 
and the cat got free, ran into Miss Miss Manners' daughter's room, jumped on Miss Manners' uh, white Laura Ashley uh, um, uh, bedspread, and pulled itself, dragged itself across it Is several times. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> In a situ- and Bina was in the room doing her homework at the time, so she heard something behind her and then turned mm. to see this happen. What's the correct etiquette once you're, that has happened? Well, what's that? I think <laughs> the first thing you do is you send my neighbor over to go, Jesus, it smells in here. <laughs> so Miss Manners' daughter should have, uh, you know, of course, alerted her friend and let her friend know. And the friend or roommate or what have you yeah. definitely should have either replaced it or washed it or something to that effect. She of apologized course. and washed it. Okay, well, she did the right thing. So, so no card was necessary? No. So this, no. this woman should really get over it yeah. at this point. Yeah. Why okay, is, is yeah. No, she actually is, got over it. Oh, right. <laughs> if she hasn't gotten over that yet, we've yeah. got some issues. Yeah. yeah. Apologize and wash the stuff and keep it stepping. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. Keep it stepping. Yeah, keep it stepping. Keep it stepping. Yeah. We dwell uh, on things too long. We sure do. Yeah. Now, what about this? If you see someone with toilet paper stuck on the bottom of their shoe, should you say anything about yes, it? Yes, you help them. Yeah. Absolutely. If you see someone with toilet wait, didn't that just happen the other day? It did happen. <laughs> the president was, uh, that's what yeah. she's referencing. No, but that's because nobody likes him. That's right. Okay. <laughs> When people, look, that means you don't have any friends around. Lipstick on your teeth, toilet paper on your shoe, toilet paper hand, your skirt tucked in the back of your underwear. If no one tells you, no one likes you. Really? You know? that, oh, yeah, it. that means yeah. your circle yeah. of friends are, yeah. not, are not true. This guy has a whole staff. <laughs> he has a whole staff devoted and to doing no nothing. no one told him there was toilet right. paper on his shoe. I saw yeah. that, I think, too, yeah. I think there are some that don't like him and some that are scared of him and hoping that somebody else will say it. Yeah. I'm not going to tell me a toilet paper and a shoe. No, you can tell me a toilet paper and a shoe. I'm not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me. Yeah. All right. This is. I hate to ask this question, but it's on the sheet here. Yes. And, uh, I'm the one who I asks, love these questions. Do you? Yes. Well, here you I go. I love real life stuff. This is d- real. And well, that's then the this thing. is going to yeah. be super yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're at a dinner party and you fart. Who wrote this? Do, do, do you say excuse me or do you just act like nothing happened? You absolutely say excuse me. Say, oh, excuse me, my tummy's really upset. And then keep it stepping again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do what everyone does now. You pivot. Okay, so you pivot the conversation. Well, you're probably going to have to pivot you just say, to let it loose. Yeah, so you say, exactly. <laughs> but you say, oh, gosh, my, my stomach's so upset. So anyway, how's that such and such going? Or did you hear about the whatever? And oh, you just kind of change like the, the subject The yoga class paradigm, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is that what you do? Yeah, you move. You change the I subject. You know, it's you funny acknowledge your bodily function, right? And then you keep, keep the conversation going. But what one, if it was one silent? Of, one of the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to own up to that? Or is that sort of a, like, maybe your host overcooked the cauliflower? If you you know, folks can always d- d- rat you out. People know you know what you just did, <laughs> you know, You're and it's better be like to I fess up to it. Just say a quick excuse me, but don't dwell on it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Don't do excuse me. Oh my stomach! Oh, I think it was this and that. Now it's this big conversation, <laughs> and everybody's trying to determine where it came from and, and right. why it happened. Yeah. But you know, keep the conversation going somewhere else. Ask a question. Right. You know, I yeah. normally uh, one of the things that happens to me. Part of the reason I talk so much is that everything that gets said reminds me of yet one more thing that I literally feel that I must say. And so I just keep 
talking. But I, I have a feeling that in that situation where you're supposed to pivot and pick another topic and keep, I, that I just wouldn't be able to. Yeah. <laughs> that instead I would just I would just have gas and then I would go, oh my gosh, my stomach. And then I'd go like, and you'd go could have been those beans. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you thought that was bad, you should have seen me. Yeah. And then you're going, last exactly. week this happened. Yeah, so, yeah okay, exactly. Yeah, this I isn't the first <laughs> dinner party I've let one. <laughs> Can I give you one more for a dinner party? Yeah, give us one more for a dinner okay, party. Okay, so one more for a dinner party, and this is true, right? I don't get invited to a lot of dinner parties. But <laughs> I can't imagine why. I don't know why this is even on the question list. Because it's well, real. I know. All those dinner parties I go to. <laughs> well, you've had dinner at my house a few times. No, I mostly just sit at home. <laughs> With your cats, right? Yeah, just offending well, the dog. Well, I want one more piece of dinner party <laughs> yeah, advice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, one okay, more thing. Ahead. Okay, yeah. so you get in. Same thing. We're in the same field here, right? Yeah. Right. And you, you, you back up their toilet. Oh, my oh. gosh. I did this just the other day at Adam's house. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, it's just... I, I went in, I used the toilet, and I mean, I used the toilet. Right. And and then I flushed it, and like, one of the worst, I mean, I've read about World War II, I wasn't there, um, and I'm sure it was upsetting, but, but this was one of the worst, my, okay. my biggest... Fears. Right, right. I flushed right. the toilet. Nothing, Nothing not happened. a bupkis, not a not a not a sucking sound, not a water running sound, just nothing. Yeah. And now I have to take what I consider the longest walk I've Obscene. ever made yeah, 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 out yeah. to Adam's wife Jeannie to say, Jeannie, um, I've used the toilet and now it won't flush. Yes. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. But it turned out not to be your fault. It, 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 we, it doesn't uh, matter whose fault it no, is. No, but, but, but it was flushable. You just had to wait a minute because oh. somebody else had just been in there. Oh, it was, that yeah. was, yeah. And see, that said. person was probably the culprit, and they did no, it not. No, wasn't clogged. It was just oh, we, was we, we've got a slow fill-up thing okay. happening yeah. there. Well, okay. you would think, I don't know okay. why we're getting wouldn't, into the details of it. But. Wouldn't it be more mannerly to leave a note? <laughs> so that, I mean, Jesus. Yes, I dear uh, toilet user, if you are the person, the second person to use this within a five-minute period, yeah. there's a few things you should know. Please read this handy toilet pamphlet yeah. that Jenny and I have had printed up for you. I think that would be a kindness. I know. <laughs> Paula, as hard and difficult as that was, it, it was, was horrible. It was the right thing to do. Oh, it was. Yeah, not to just, yeah so yeah. you go and you say to the person and you don't even have to say, I stop, just say, do you have a plunger or do yeah. you have something? All right, yeah. the toilet is backed up. Just let them know. Yeah, you did yeah. the right thing. That's what you're supposed to do. Okay. Oh, you Don't know what? fake it and leave it there and try to act like it was the next person and say, oh, don't go in there. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> have that many people over. It wasn't going to be the next person. <laughs> I, I, ha I have to confess something. You know my neighbor who says that my house smells? Yeah. One time when my kids were still in diapers, I changed one of the kids up in their bathroom and I used a, um, a wipe and I threw it in the toilet because I thought that that was okay. And uh, and uh, yeah, it back and then Imagine. same thing. Yeah. You know what? I'm seeing a pattern. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I just go to friends' houses and ruin their murder toilets. toilets. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you know what? I offered to pay for a plumber and and they wouldn't accept it but apparently what's happened is that since that incident she just comes and chips away at who I am by making snipey little comments <laughs> at my door so everybody wins yeah all yeah, right it's, it's a win-win 
It's a win-win flush. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you, Elaine Swan. Thank you really much for this lesson in courtesy and other things. Um, I've thank tried you. To be, I mean, really, I've thank tried you. to really be courteous since you've been here. Oh, I want you, you to know that. You have been absolutely fine. You've really been I, great. I, yes, I've you've tried been very, very hard. Yes. Like two or three and times. And she offered me, so, she offered me the, the double-stuffed Oreos. Yeah. The yeah. double yeah. Yeah. I offered her yeah. the double-stuffed Oreos. What, but I did it, um, like I held it still in my hand, <laughs> and I only extended about half. Half an inch. Because you, you wanted to convey, don't take too many. Yeah. I said, do you yeah, want- I need these. I said, do you want one of these? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a whole heaping pack. All right. Well, having oh, learned all this, Paula, what advice can you give our listeners about how to up their etiquette game? Sarah Gibson, toy piano player, will you give me a little uh, manners advice background music? Oh, Perfect. If you have gas at a dinner party, excuse yourself and change the subject to someone else having gas. If you're a friend, you use honesty without blowing people away. So instead of saying, my God, you smell, you might say, what I like about being with you is that I breathe shallow and that gets my heart pounding. (laughs) Or, I'm glad you don't use that Axe body spray. It smells really bad on top of anything that smells like a barn in the summer. Or, I'm glad to be with you. Nobody will notice that I haven't showered in days and that I have a rotten egg in my pocket and a decaying rat in my hat. (laughs) Elaine Swan is the founder of the Swan School of Etiquette. Thank you for being on our show. (laughs) The Cat of the Week is Noodle from Cold Spring, Kentucky. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is supported in part by Helix Sleep. Paula, a Helix mattress may be the solution that you've been searching your entire life for. Oh, this could be it? This could be it. You know, I sleep on the floor. You do. But that might be because I haven't yet tried a Helix mattress. That's right. And, And the reason why this might be your solution is because... Like everybody else out there, there is nobody on the planet like you. So why would you buy a generic mattress built for somebody else or everybody else? I would never do that. No. See, now Helix matches your body to the perfect mattress to give you the best sleep of your life. Oh, man, do I want the best sleep you of my life. You should get the best sleep of your life on a Helix mattress. Now, if you go to helixsleep.com and take their two-minute sleep quiz today, wonderful things will happen. Yeah. So what's in the quiz? Stuff like, do you want to go to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you really want to go to sleep? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I suspect it's slightly more scientific than that, and you can only find out by going to helixsleep.com, as I said. Now, right now, they're offering up to $125 off all mattress orders at helixsleep.com slash Paula. It's a secret Paula code. It's almost like made for you. $125 off. Yeah. Wow. That... You know, I and those, those dollars could get lumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was what, that was making your sleep difficult. I just want to say that none of the mattresses outside of the Ray Horseman Studios are Helix mattresses. They are not. So they are absolutely a, not. That's a good sign. That's for a good this sign. Company. It shows that people are saving Helix mattresses. Maybe those people around here have been ordering Helix mattresses and just tossing their old ones out the window. More than likely. So again. So- yeah. Get $125 off at helixsleep.com slash Paula. <laughs> All right. Now, we are going to move on now. And, and uh, 
If you're listening to this more or less uh, when it comes out, you will you know that Halloween is just around the corner. It's just around the corner. Yeah. Are you excited? I am excited. Who, who wouldn't be excited about Halloween? Uh, people who hate Halloween. Yeah, I'm thinking, kids yeah. begging at your door. Yeah, so you're gonna you're gonna be there giving out candy and stuff, right? Or yeah, yeah, we don't have a lot of kids uh, come to our street. We uh, oh, that's um, right. In previous years, you have come to my house for Halloween, right? Because we've got yeah, a bang have, up yeah, Halloween neighborhood. To, we don't have a lot. I, you know, I feel bad giving candy to kids. Really? I, why? Well, I know it's not good for them, but uh, I think I've cut down on the amount of kids that come by by giving out those little. Dental floss things. Really? Yeah. You're giving out dental floss on Halloween. Giving out a little, a little dental floss. So you've opted for trick. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. not trick. Yeah? That's, What's trick then? Uh, that's trick or self-care. <laughs> trick or self-care. <laughs> Which kids hardly ever yell, yeah, although yeah. perhaps they should. Trick or self-care. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your floss, kitties. Um, all right, well, let's find out if that's a good idea or just how bad that candy is for you. Um, Dr. Clarice Law, we've got here, is a pediatric dentist and orthodontist and a clinical professor at the UCLA School of Dentistry. Please welcome Dr. Clarice Law. <laughs> Dr. Law, welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. It's nice to be here. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Now, what should we be giving out to kids on Halloween? <sighs> okay, the correct answer would be carrot sticks and apples and whatnot. Carrot right. sticks and apples? Yep. Yeah, yeah. How much uh, shaving cream <laughs> do you want on your... Do you have on your windows? Yes. So, yeah, that would be the risk of that is, okay. first of all, nobody's going to eat it because they're going to worry since it's not properly packaged. Well, that that's it's going to be that's laced with something. Yeah. Sure. And then, yes, the risk of getting your house egged. Right. So if we went for an alternative, um, well, I'll tell you first which are the bad candies. Okay. Yeah, please. Oh, that's bad great. Candies. The bad candies would be the hard candies. and Right, because they crunch them in their teeth. Not so much that. It's just that they last so long. So if a kid's oh. sitting there sucking on a candy for minutes and minutes and minutes, basically uh -huh. their teeth are going to be constantly bathed in the sugar that's coming out of the hard candy. Oh, yeah. So, that's so hard candy. No one gives out hard candy anymore. Hard candy is what you used to get, like in a bowl at your elderly neighbor's house. Yeah, but like things like Jolly Ranchers are still a thing. Jolly Ranchers, yes. Jolly but Ranchers. Those aren't the same kind. Those are like sticky. Oh, Those are worse. worse. But they, they count a, as a hard candy because they, they stay in your mouth a long, long time. Yeah. Yep. So you see that they're sucking away at them, and as long as it lasts, it's gonna be they're going to be bathing your teeth in sugar. Now, how bad are sweets and candy for our teeth? Like... Bad. Well, okay. <laughs> well, what does it do? What, is, what does sugar do to your teeth? Well, there's a couple of things. Certainly, there's the issue of cavities. But beyond that, one of the things that we worry about is what it does to the body in general. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so it... Uh, there's some thought, recent research suggests that it actually can throw off the metabolism. So in the dental community, we're starting to think not just of the teeth, but we're also thinking about overall health. Mm -hmm. Wow. But Wait since I, I have am... to ask a really uh -huh. stupid question. When you say throw off the metabolism, what's the metabolism? Well, there, the body's always trying to maintain sugar balance. And uh -huh. so if we're flooding the body with sugar, then it has to shut off the normal, uh, the normal responses to sugar. And so um, that's one of the problems. And that's all I can say because the lecture that I was supposed to go about that is on Saturday, and today's not Saturday. So, oh, you, oh all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
That was the, that was the synopsis. <laughs> we'll have you back so. next week, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Metabolism. Okay. But um, I, you're asking more ask, about the teeth, right? Yeah, but I'm asking more about teeth. But, you know, I'm interested in hearing about metabolism, and I, and I presume gut bacteria is going to be part of all this, or? Yeah, probably, but that lecture is also in an, That's also in the future? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. well, let's stick to the now, then, and Halloween, which is coming up. Um, how bad is non, uh, non-hard candy for your teeth? Like, it stri- strikes me that if you have a kid and you serve them candy and then you tell them to brush their teeth immediately, maybe not so bad? Mm, well, that one's kind of mixed. So the, you, actually, there were a lot of questions in there. Okay. Yeah. So one is the, the what, what kind of candy is bad? So the sticky candies are difficult because those are going to stick in the cracks of the teeth or in between the teeth sure. and yeah. also increase the amount of time that the teeth are being exposed to the sugars. Uh-huh. Um, if we get back to your original question about what kinds of candies are good. Yeah. Dark chocolate is like the good thing to to talk about. Really, dark chocolate. Yeah, um, you know, I mean it has sugar. It still has sugar, but chocolate in general, because it melts, it's not going to linger quite as long as the hard candies. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what's really good is Butterfingers, because when you bite them, the nougat crumbles and often doesn't even make it into your mouth. There, right. there you go. Uh, yeah, the biggest problem with Butterfingers <laughs> is that if you're eating them in the car, they end up on the back of your pants. Yes. Okay, I, I definitely see that. Yeah. I don't think that's nougat. No, that's nougat. No, I'm pretty sure it's not nougat. No, it's butterfinger nougat. Is it's it the nougat? nougat. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get our research staff on that while Paula yeah, and I are nougat. arguing. That's nougat. I think it's some kind of peanut buttery mush. I don't, but I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know what nougat is. It's the Dr. stuff Law, inside what is a butterfinger. <laughs> that was not in our dental school curriculum. Yeah. It was yeah. not. <laughs> That could be next Sunday's lecture. I know it's the stuff in the candy bar, like when you buy a Snickers. It's the yeah. stuff that's not peanuts or caramel or chocolate. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to teach a course at USC. You uh, are not. Uh, yeah. Nougat. Nougat for dentists. <laughs> Understanding nougat. Nougat can be your friend. That's the course you're going to teach at USC? Nougat and stuff. Uh, Dr. Law, yeah. I'd say you you're, um, are fortunate to be at UCLA. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to teach I'm going to no, teach you're not. You're, you're, you're already, you're already yeah. <laughs> She's got the crosstown rival, rival. Alright, what are the early signs of Let's move over to orthodonture Okay What are the early signs of orthodontic problems? So early signs of orthodontic problems And we're uh-huh. ta- when we're talking early um, The American Association of Orthodontics Basically recommends that a child be screened For orthodontic needs at around age 7 And to a lot of people that seems really early Because a seven-year-old still has uh, primary teeth or baby teeth. Yeah. And it's usually not until kids are about 12 or 11 or 12 when they have all permanent teeth. And so people are typically thinking, oh, braces is going to be at around 11 or 12 years of age. Uh-huh. But we like to be able to screen them at seven because at around that age, they have half baby teeth. Uh-huh have permanent teeth, right. and we get an idea of what's going on in terms of jaw growth. So you straighten the baby teeth? No, we're not straightening the baby teeth. What we're looking for is signs of what's going on with the growth of the jaws. Uh-huh. So things like uh, if you've ever seen uh, people with an underbite, and we used mm-hmm. to talk, well, Jay Leno is what we used to say would be an example. Is underbite the one where the jaw kind of sticks out? Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. lower mm-hmm. jaw sticks out. Okay, yeah, Jay and Leno. So, yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Imagine being defined as the, you know, the picture in the dictionary of, of underbite. Oh, I think, he'd be, I think he'd be flattered. His yeah. chin has always been a big thing with him. Yeah, yeah. his chin has been a big thing with him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 
But the underbite would be something that we would want to be able to identify earlier. So um, by age seven, we'd want to look at that and try to figure out if something's going on in terms of the growth of the growth of the jaws yeah so we can intervene earlier but if you if you fix that underbite a lot of times it kills their um talk show host career it's true <laughs> it's absolutely nobody true. wants it it's a very it's, it's actually a very main thing very main the state of maine the underbite <laughs> are you familiar with that no people people they kind of talk like that yeah pe- no, people from maine that oh, they, are they, really they, like they maniacs they like yeah. that they yeah. have their they have a underbite but yeah. it's got to be like a genetic thing from yeah. people from yeah. maine yeah. you know they don't talk like that <laughs> that's edgar edward edward g robinson <laughs> <laughs> yes yes from bangor I mean, not yeah, from Bangor, from Bangor. Maine. Yes, from he Bangor, is. Absolutely. Maine. Look no, it up. Isn't. Let me ask you something. In your office, do you have the scary cabinet of the the teeth replicas? Uh, oh, I do. As a matter of fact, I have some at home. You have them at home? For yeah. what? For my, parties? Yeah. <laughs> really? It's <laughs> yes, my kids' teeth. My kids' teeth. Okay. You have like little statues of your kids' teeth? Mm-hmm. That is a... I mean, it occurred to me to put one or two of their baby teeth in a in a little jar, but I never... I have those two. You have those two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> never occurred to me to make a little statue of your teeth and put it in a... Boy, that is a person who loves their work right there. Um... Now, let me ask you this. Why do we need straight teeth? Oh, I don't know that you actually, we actually need straight teeth. Uh-huh. I used to have an instructor who basically said uh, nobody dies of crooked teeth. Uh-huh. But in terms of when you think about um, overall health, the reason that it would be nice to have, good to have straight teeth was it improves the function. What function? So, the chewing part? Yeah, the chewing part. Yeah. But basically the teeth are designed to hit a certain way. And if, if we can straighten things out and get them to fit well, right. uh-huh. then um, when you chew, if, they're, if everything's fitting together nicely, the forces of chewing are balanced throughout all the teeth. Uh-huh. So if things aren't in harmony, we would say, then if some teeth are hitting earlier than others, then that can actually shorten the lifespan of a tooth that's sustaining too much force. Oh, I, see. I, thought, it was, I thought you were going to say that... Um, people with teeth that were n- not not lined up right were swallowing huge chunks of unchewed food. Well, <laughs> if your teeth are really, really bad, like not pointing in a vertical direction, absolutely. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let me like ask you the this. guy from been... what's that movie you made me watch? Predator. Yeah, the guy from Predator. Oh, you mean the actual Predator creature? Yeah. <laughs> I think those were mandibles. What's and a... not teeth? <laughs> what's a mandible? It, it's a. It's a. It's a it's like the a, lower jaw. It's like a lower jaw scoopy no, thing. But it's more of a scoopy thing than a chewy out. thing, right? Yeah. Those are, you, you could call them teeth. Okay. Yeah, they were yeah. teeth. All right, fine, fine. The I can get into an argument. They're mandibles, the, Doctor. They're imaginary. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of having dental work done, would you be more comfortable if we spoke to you with our mouths open <laughs> like this? Uh huh. Ah, because uh-huh. uh-huh. now you sound like you're, you're. Now it sounds like you're from Maine. No, that's not a Maine. No, yeah, that's it's, not it's Maine. That's when they're doing stuff the and they ask you questions. They yeah. say, "Open your mouth," and then they put your fingers in there and they say, "You know, how are the kids? You got a hind, a hind." 
Yes, we have a class on that, how to ask a question and then stick your fingers in people's mouths. Do you find yourself doing that? I mean, it's got to be inevitable, right? Because you're having a conversation, but you're also doing your job, right? Trying, yes. So that will happen all the time. There's no, there's no that stopping that. That does sometimes that. happen, yes. So are you able to interpret, like when someone says their kids are fine, you know that they're saying their kids are fine? Sometimes, yes. yes. Yeah, you can read that. I, th- You know, last time I was at the dentist, I could swear, like, you know, you can see the tray that the, they're taking stuff off. I mean, the implement tra- tray. They try, yeah, they try to keep it like a little bit out of your mm-hmm. uh, field of vision, you know, because like this, you know, huge syringe is coming in, and 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 so they try to sort of hide it with their hand a little bit. But I'm fairly certain I looked on there and saw Polly Pocket furniture. <laughs> Wow, I'm pretty sure you didn't. No, I'm pretty sure I did. I have no way of knowing. Like, How much a, anesthesia had you had at that point? None. As a patient, you really don't know what they're doing, right? You just got your mouth open and you got no idea. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. And See, you now want- that's exactly the way to answer that question. Because there's no real answer that she could have given you. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, you don't. I find don't- myself doing that, doing that too. Like, oh, that's a very good point, Paula. Thank you, Adam. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you're friends, you're supposed to use honesty, Adam. Um, <laughs> Brutal honesty. Uh, when, <laughs> but do, 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 uh, when you're in dental school, do they train you to sort of obscure things from the vision of the people that you're working on? Well, I, I work pre- predominantly with kids, and uh-huh. I teach our dental students how to work with kids as well. And so that's one of the things is, you know, first of all, it's for a kid, it's it's invasive that somebody's in their mouth with yeah, their sure. large Definitely. fingers and their face is so close. Yeah. And so I, I do teach the students to try not to show them the things that might scare them because they've, they've already got enough going on in their heads and they're imagining sometimes worst case scenario. Yeah. So we do try to teach them, you know, but once in a while you get a kid who just needs to see in order to feel comfortable. Yeah. So right. in those situations, we, we're still trying to figure out, you know... It, as you get more sophisticated, we learn how to explain things yeah. and show them to them. Yeah. But you usually we do try to avoid having the kids see what's going on, yeah. especially when yeah. it's a large syringe. I think oh, because yeah. I seem, you know, I'm 58 and I seem mature. You do. Um, you seem doctor, like you can handle it. My doctor felt comfortable going, see this mallet? <laughs> yeah, I think there's a mallet. No, You're, it was a big, giant mallet. I'm pretty sure there was no mallet yeah. there. Um, do you use a mallet, Dr. Long? <laughs> it's not officially called a mallet. <laughs> oh, but there's a thing, right? It's a, no. it's a large thing. It's a large thing with a merciless, merciless uh, metal uh, head. Dr. Law, I'm going to ask you two questions. One's very quick and one's uh, potentially embarrassing to Paula Poundstone. Um, what do you give out on Halloween? What do I give out on Halloween? Chocolate. Dark chocolate? There you go. She really walks the walk. Yeah. Dark chocolate. Well, you give yeah, out milk chocolate, out, too, don't you? She gives milk out Milk chocolate. Yeah. She cho- hedged no, on that. Just I love chocolate that. in general. It's the best candy anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. I like and chocolate. the other one is... Um, on I, like a re- it when, I like it when it covers nougat. You don't know what nougat is, neither do I. Yeah. Nougats. We're going to need a nougat expert on this show. Because <laughs> I think it's just the stuff that fills places in candy bars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, nougats, uh, it's different, different, different bars. Have different okay. nougat. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right, that's all right. Um, okay, so here's the other one. On a recent show, um, Paula was giving some advice, and it was so I don't remember who the advice was at first addressed to, but then she added an orthodontist, and her advice was never trust an orthodontist who is sending a kid to college or building a deck on his house. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, right, she has a knowing look on her face. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. Are you about. building a deck, Doctor Law, or do you know more? No, she doesn't are there seem ortho- to type. You don't seem to type, and you're you're, you're an academic orthodontist yeah. as well. Um, are there orthodontists out there who like 
see the need for more work when they have work to be done on their house? Oh, I plead the fifth. You plead the fifth. <laughs> so there are. Yeah, so there, there are. absolutely So you are. should be getting second and third opinions when, yeah. you, when your kid is under the... Uh, well, screws uh, being tightened. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? I would say. I would say. You should. I usually recommend for our patients to get multiple opinions, and it's not right. so much about that. It's about chemistry. Yeah. 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 It's about chemistry, time. but I can tell. I can tell by your face, and because we have listeners, we're not. A, we're not a, t- a TV show. Um, you know that what, there you are can... that there are, that Paula's suspicions might be correct about My certain. My suspicions organs. are absolutely correct. You know, one thing you can do is put a nanny cam in their fish tank. What? You're not going to see the deck back home. What's the nanny cam going to tell you in their fish tank? In their fish tank, because then it focuses on the dentist's office, and you can see if they're doing work that doesn't need done. But you need to see work on their home to go with your theory. Yeah, yeah, both. You would want both. Yeah, you, you I, I feel like both. this is crumbling it's, like so much <laughs> butterfingers no, in your like mouth. Nougat. It's not nougat. It is. Uh, okay, uh, Dr. Law, let's get back to Halloween. Any last advice for parents this coming Halloween? Because it's about to happen. Ah, last advice. Actually, I, don't you have kids? I do have kids. Do they go trick or treating? They do go trick or treating. And then what do you do? Okay, so what I usually do when they come home with their bags, and this is what we started very early on, is I tell them tonight, Halloween night, you can eat whatever you want, as much as you want, and. Uh, Usually they know how to quit at some point. We haven't had anybody throw up. That's been good news. Yeah. Um, but the the reason is, and what I didn't explain before, is the issue with cavities and the increased risk of cavities is it, it's recurrent use or frequent use that oh, increases no. the right. risk of cavities. Really? So usually what I do then, I, uh, we say as much as you want. And then after that, we're going to put it away. And then we revert back to our normal house rules on candy. And the normal house rules ever since they were toddlers was... Uh, you can have candy as long as the sun has gone to sleep. Um, it's snack time, and you sit at the table. And it's only snack time during the day, so they and never get candy. And it's only snack time. Well, the reason it was when oh. the sun goes to sleep is, well, that was about the sugar high thing. Right. So we did not need them running around naked or whatever it is they do with sugar. Okay, right. wait. After. When the sun... Ha- wait, you can only when have the, it when? It, you can't have it after the sun's gone to okay, sleep. Okay, can't so have daytime, it after the daytime. sun. Okay, got you. Okay. And that's about the sugar high. Uh-huh. And then the rest is of it Is that real, then, the sugar high thing? Do you think that's real? I think it is, it based like on my made. kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Based on my kids. They can control it now at 10 and 12 years of age, but when they're younger, mm. My five-year-old, just she literally climbs walls. I, I eat sugar all the time, and I have zero energy ever. That's right. <laughs> well, you do have a certain amount of verbal energy. Yeah, but... <laughs> It doesn't, yeah. I, I don't know if I, th- I don't know if I believe that. Anyways, wait, I interrupted. I'm sorry. Um, so they can only have it when it's daylight. Yes, at snack that, time. That was about the sugar. But and at the table. I'm not talking about how much they can have, but basically we're trying to reduce the amount of time that they have candy. And again, it's about the amount of time that the teeth are being exposed to the sugars. Mm-hmm. And so, then do you heat the chairs? <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't heat the chairs. That is All a right. good idea, And then though. like a radial arm saw comes towards the table. Right. She's so not have, telling you have everything that they do. as much as they can before the saw comes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your nougat now, kids. Well, thank you, Dr. Clarice Law for straightening us out about dental health. Paula, you've heard from Dr. Law. What advice can you render for our listeners about taking care of their teeth? Toy piano player Sarah Gibson, our house band, can you hit me with some uh, dental healthy background music? 
candy is not, in general, good for your teeth. If it's the candy that you suck on over time, your teeth are in a pool of sugar. Dark chocolate is the least offensive, but it's only the best tasting if it covers nougat. Oh, it does. The human jaw has evolved to become smaller over time, which is why Butterfingers have made the Butterfinger chips, so all of nougat can fit into the mouth. You should have your kids' teeth checked for orthodontia by the age of seven or so, even before all their baby teeth are out. The dentist can identify issues with jaw size. That's what Dr. Law says. I say it's also because your orthodontist may want to take his whole family on a Swiss ski vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Clarice Law is a pediatric dentist and orthodontist and clinical professor at the UCLA School of Dentistry. Thank you so much for being on our show, Dr. Law. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. candy. You know what else is sweet? What? But doesn't have nougat. Maximum Fun Podcasts. My name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And together we're the hosts of Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. What does that mean for you, the podcast consumer? Well, it means that you're going to get a lot of stories about how we used to do weird stuff to people in order to try to fix them. Do you know that we used to think diseases were caused by bad smells? And that we used to eat mummies for medicine? That's super funny. I kind of like Well, thanks, and we hope you'll kind of like our show, Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. It's available every Friday wherever fine podcasts are sold or at its beautiful, picturesque home at MaximumFun.org. All right. The secret is out. I, Open Mike Eagle, officially had a wrestling match. And on the next Tyson Fights, I'm talking all about it. From the rap battles that got it started. Open mic. You ain't ready. Oh, really? You cold like some spaghetti. (laughs) And to how I hurt myself in ways I didn't know I could. That day and the day before, I got so many texts from people who really care about me who were like, please don't break your neck. The only place you can get the full story is on the newest episode of Tights and Fights. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you, house band Sarah Gibson. Now, if you've spotted the mysterious vanishing guest survivalist Thomas Coyne, you can email your sightings to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. That's also where you can send your theme songs and your questions for advice. Find us on Facebook, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You can follow me and Adam on Twitter, and you can follow me on the road. On November 10th, I'll be in Frederick, Maryland at the Weinberg Center for the Arts. And November 16th through 18th, I'll be in Alexandria, Virginia at the great Birchmere Music Hall. And don't forget to check out my website, www.paulapoundstone.com. I'm offering a selection of fine t-shirts. And someday we'll figure out what they're made of. Oh, that's it for our show tonight. They're made of a a remarkably (laughs) soft... I know it might sound rude, Paula, but... 
Poundland. I'm sorry, but nobody does listen to Paula Poundstone. Our show is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band composer and toy pianist, Sarah Gibson. She is the sound investment composer at the Los Angeles Chamber Orchestra, so more than toy pianos. And they will perform her composition, Warp and Weft, in January. Thanks again to our guests, Elaine Swan and Dr. Clarice Law. Our security guard at Ray Horseman Studios is Ryan Gabrinetti. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.